What's going on, soccer fans? And welcome to the number one soccer-specific podcast in Northern California, the Sacktown FC podcast, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Check them out at roughneckscarves.com and raise your game today. I'm Luis, and today I'm joined by my co-host, John. How's it going, man? Man, what a day, what a day. It's a Sunday fun day without the fun because of all the uh, ash and smoke in the air, but you know, we'll do the best we can. Really excited for some late breaking news this morning. I was uh, sitting in church and uh, my phone started blowing up and we have a brand new rival in the USL looks like with Oakland Roots jumping ship from the NISA um, to potentially just being a part of the uh, USL coming up. So uh, I'm excited that uh, there's this opportunity uh, to have a, have a, you know, Northern California rival for at least two years. Um, but yeah, I'm really stoked for that. I got a, got a call into Jordan um, who's the coach there and we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know if this is truth or somebody's telling me a lie, but the Oakland Roots uh, joining the USL could be could be could be fun. Yeah, wow. I mean, that's that's news to me too, and and that where I, I had no idea that that was going on. But really glad for them. Uh, they have a really good organization too. If if you guys haven't listened to Jordan's interview that John did a couple of months ago, um, please go back down your episode list and check that out. But yeah, that's really awesome to have a rivalry in the Bay Area. Uh, yet another game that we can all go to that is uh, relatively close by. And uh, it, it's always great, I think, to see those uh, more local rivalries, uh, I would say, you know, between the Bay Area and Sacramento. Uh, I see more of a rivalry forming there than maybe even Reno. So we'll see how that uh, turns out. And uh yeah, excited to to play against them the two times at least, or I should say four times if we get a normal schedule in the next two years. So re- really looking forward to those matchups. Yeah, and that would be cool. So uh, this podcast is powered by Reboot. Reboot is a nonprofit organization whose sole purpose is to help more kids play soccer while creating opportunities to practice generosity, empathy, and leadership. Check them out at reboot.soccer where you can find out more ways to be part of the program and help reboot your community today. Find them on social media, Twitter, and Instagram at you can reboot. And of course, what I just mentioned online at reboot.soccer. Um, also, check out our website, sacktownfc.com, where you can get some of our news um, from our Soccer Pulse articles with Becca and Seth. Uh, it has a link to our summer scarves that are now available for purchase through Roughneck, uh, one of our fun sponsors. And you can also find our Patreon. Uh, the Patreon allows for you to be more than just a listener. Uh, you could help us a lot more uh, with our expenses, uh, be part of the program, be a co-host, have a couple pints with Luis or I uh, at a match, and much, much more. So check us out at sacktownfc.com. I'm excited today, Luis. I think today is a is a good conversation. I've we've we've been praising this individual, but we haven't told anybody who it is. What do we have on tap today? <laughs> so today on the show, uh, we'd like to welcome a goalkeeper who attended St. John's University in NYC. Also played in the PL, MPSL, and the Red Bulls. He's been with our Republic since 2018. 
joining us via the Mikuni Dreamline, Mr. Clean Sheet himself, Rafa Diaz. Rafa, how are things going, man? I'm good, man. Thank you for uh, having me on the show. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So, Rafa, uh, first question out of the out of the gate for you today is, what got you interested in playing soccer, man? Uh, so my family's uh, my background is Dominic, uh, I'm Dominican, and uh, in Dominican Republic, it's huge. Baseball is huge. Baseball is everything. And uh, I started out playing baseball, and uh, a friend of mine actually uh, grew up in Patterson, New Jersey, and um, there was a, a recreational team there that they would play like travel ball or kind of like a recreational thing and they would like have like LA Galaxy and, and Kansas City Wizards you know the little recreational thing when you're like eight or nine years old and he actually couldn't play but they needed an extra player so he came across uh I lived across the street from him he came over to my house and say hey listen like I have a game would you would you want to play I said yeah sure um he threw me I think we we're LA Galaxy I can I, can, I remember that I was Galaxy they gave me the jersey I was I played forward showed up to the game. I did well. And the coach said, Hey, listen, like, do you want to play again? I said, yeah, sure. And I just, I played. And, um, that's kind of how I started playing soccer. That was, that was the story. And, uh, I would play baseball and soccer. Uh, like I would leave the fifth inning to play a soccer match. And at one point my coach was like, listen, you can't do that anymore. You got to make a choice. Uh, while I was making a choice, I get hit with a, a ground ball to the, to the, to the face off of off the turf it just kind of popped up hit me in the straight in the face and then that was it i made the switch just was, knocking out chicklets huh yeah that was the push i needed man my my son he uh kind of similar story but he's only six but he uh he was playing short and a kid who was playing second base took a took a wicked hop off of the gravel or off of the grass hit his right. teammate in the nose blood everywhere and my son's like i'm out I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I'm not playing. I'm not playing baseball. Six years exactly. old. I'm like, oh, you'll get back in, man. Yeah, no. When sometimes when you're that old, it's just uh, when they when you're that young, you're just it's so traumatic. Like, you you know, when you get older, you get hit. You're like, ah, you get hit. It's part of the game. But when you get young, sometimes that's the turning point. Yep, that definitely is. Definitely is. Yeah, you definitely don't forget all those things when you're young. Uh, so you know, we know you played for uh, St. John's University a couple of years. Uh, was it always in your mind to go pro after college or, or what, what was your, your goal during that time? Uh, funny thing. I didn't even know about college to be honest. So uh, I don't even know. I was so naive when I was young. Um, I just thought like, I, I always thought professional, just go, you go professional. I didn't know the route it took. Um, no one in my family went to college. So like, I remember one day my dad, I was, I was a senior or junior. My dad took, took me to a Seton Hall game. And I'm like, why are we here? You know? And then after the game, the coach calls to me. He's like, hey, would you like interested in come, come to school here? I'm like, oh, that was kind of my first introduction to college. It's like I never even really even thought about college. And then um, I ended up at St. John's. And it wasn't until I think I had a – I started my – I registered one year. And the first game I played, I, we won 3 nothing. We did really well in the second game. We lost five nothing against UVA. They won the national championship the year pre previous to that. And the following day, I had a training session and I did really, really well. I trained really well, and my coach brought me in. We played the following weekend. I did well, and the coach brought me in. He was like, "Hey, listen, like you lost five nothing in your second game ever. You know, you could have you could have put your head down and like kind of let that carry you to the rest of the season, but like you continued to work." He was like, he told me he was like. That's the first time I thought that like, you can be a pro. 
because like instead of like crumbling you you took that you took that failure and tried and, and made it into a positive and once he told me that and the, and the, the pedigree that he is is um dave mazer was i was like i guess if he thinks i can make it i can make it you know and then that's, that's cool that's kind of where that's kind of where the ambition came from after that yeah you could have easily folded i mean but also thinking who you who the game was against right you go down five nil uh most teams would take that as a win especially against uva during that time big right. big soccer program right still rich mm-hmm. in tradition and and even in finals you expect them to win five nil so for right. the best storm to be able and you to hold your own against them you know that says a lot but um you know, you, you're done with school. 2015 comes around. You move to the Red Bulls. Um, you're playing with their two side and also their first team. Mm-hmm. How was the move to them like? And what was it like to play with the Red Bulls? Um, actually, before, uh, before that, I was at uh, Orlando. And I was a third string there. And that was, that was kind of where I, I learned how to be a pro because I, I didn't. I worked hard. You, you think you work hard until you get into a pro environment and you're like, wow, like I don't work as hard as I thought I did, you know? So I went to Orlando. It was the third string. It was tough because I was used to, you know, starting, but you, you're just the third string guy. You work hard. You, you keep your mouth closed. You, you work, you know, you don't really get any love. And uh, so the, the following year, with that same year, I ended up going to the Red Bulls, like you said, and uh, it was good to be home. Uh, it was the first time I like really left home because even at St. John's, I was about an hour away from home. Right. So Orlando was tough just because of the distance. And then uh, coming back home was refreshing and it was, it was good to, to get back home and it was my boyhood club. So it was, it was always good to, you know, have the opportunity to, to, to play for your, your childhood team. At the time we were the Metro stars, but still. Um, and it was just, uh, I was just very thankful for the opportunity. How did that opportunity come about? Uh, like, were, were you trying to seek to go back or did it just come about because you were from there and, you know, they, they were looking out and scouting out uh, local talent? Yeah, I think that's kind of what happened. I think I got uh, pretty lucky in, in terms of that. I didn't play a game in Orlando, so it wasn't like I had tape. But uh, I think that I think even at the time, there wasn't we weren't too sure if Red Bulls 2 would have a team. Um I think the team was assembled within like 48 hours, hours or something like that. My, my agent actually contacted me and like, hey, listen, uh, there's a possibility um, to go back and uh, play with Red Bulls because they're having a two-team and they're, they're looking for players. I said, okay, cool. I think I, I trained with the Philadelphia Union for a week before that. And, you know, I did really well there. I thought I had an opportunity there and it didn't work out. And my agent was like, hey, listen, Red Bulls wants you to come come by, like go, go try out and, and see how it goes. I said, all right, cool. Um, like you said, they're looking for local talent. It was the team was assembled really quickly. And, and that's kind of the that's kind of the the, the chance I, I took. I, I, I was like one of the first couple of players with me, Tyler, uh, Tyler Adams were the first few players to sign. And, and that was, you know, I was pretty fortunate that my local team started a, a USL team and I was able to, to join. Oh, that's that's really cool because you know we know the Red Bull Two side has had successful teams. They they've won the USL before, and uh, right. the fact that they were built so quick is uh, really amazing. Um, yeah, they're they're always a contender in that in that conference final final you know yeah. um, idea. They're they're a very strong side, very well coached, put together. But you also are thinking, well, Red Bull they're getting all this money from their other entities, right? So it kind of helps with uh, with 
getting more players because those younger guys can come from other other parts of the world where they're located and and definitely fit in. So it's kind of nice to have that you know on your resume, right? So um, right, and the, and the, and the direct line from the from the USL team to the first team was it was so interchangeable that like it was also an attractive place to play because you got you so you see guys like Tyler Adams and uh, who else uh, from my year we had Bonomo Stefano um, you know you even had uh, you even had um, who else was playing there um, Aaron Long like guys like that that were on the second team and just kind of made that jump and you saw that that transition and you were like hey listen like this is a good spot to be at and now with you know, coaches who are in the program for the Red Bulls, right? So Jesse Marsh now in uh, right. across the uh, across the way here, and mm-hmm. everybody kind of just working. It's a good breeding ground for success and athletes, in my opinion. I think you know there's a lot more opportunity with the Red Bulls program than than other area you know teams. You look at Galaxy, you look at Portland, but in the end, that Red Bulls program is is probably one of the more successful ones that you yeah. can ever think. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree. Yeah, and I, I think it was just the relationship we had with the, with the first team, with the second team. Guys would come in and out. You know, everyone. It was like it, w- it really was like a family. Everyone was in and out of training. Sometimes you were the first team, sometimes you were the second team, and it wasn't like no one, no one felt like they were above anyone. You know, everyone felt intertwined. So I think that was where they found a lot of success. So Rafa, after you were with the Red Bull program for about two years, uh, yeah. The switch essentially from East Coast to West Coast. Now you're even more away from home than ever before. Uh, right. How was that cross country move like for you? How, do you? how did you find out about the opportunity and what motivated you to, to go cross country? Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, after Red Bulls, uh, I had my agent looking for, for clubs and things were a little bit quiet for a while. It comes to January, still nothing. It comes to like mid January, I'm like kind of like, all right, like I might not have a find a club. So I'm kind of preparing to, you know, retire. Like I'm like, okay, I have like a week or two. If I don't figure this out, like, you know, I don't know what else I'm going to do. Like I, I kind of have to just kind of hang it up. Not because I wanted to, just because there were any clubs at the, at the moment. Um, about a week or two, my, my agent was like, hey, trust me, I'm going to find you something. I said, okay, cool. Like uh, he calls me. He's like, hey, I got a couple clubs for you. Like, which one would you want to go to? And I was like, hey, what do you think? Like, because I, I was like, listen, I trust you, like, um, what your judgment is. And he was like, I think you should go to Sacramento. I said, all right, cool. Like, I'll, I'll go to Sacramento. I think I had three or four clubs um, on the list. And he was like, listen, go to Sacramento. I said, all right, cool. I think a week later, I packed my bag and I was gone. Um, I don't think I even had time to really, like, settle down. Like, I was living in California. It was just like, boom, let's go. And, um for me, it was kind of like a, all right, this is my last thing. Like, because I didn't find any clubs previously. Like if this doesn't work, like I, I, I could be out of the game, you know? So I just went and it was a bit of a shock. You know, I'm, I'm used to the city life and this is a little bit slower. I think the first two or three months, like I was going to bed at like nine o'clock and waking up at like five in the morning. Uh, the time change was a little off for me. And um, it was good to know Shannon. I knew Shannon from NYFC. So the first time I saw him, it was like, a, it was good to, you know, when you go to a new place, it's good to know a couple guys. So it was good to know Shannon. And I kind of just took it, took it as an opportunity to, to show myself because no one knows you on the West Coast. You know, everyone knows you in the East Coast and in the West Coast, you have to prove yourself all over again. So that was kind of the mindset I took. 
you know, I wanted to prove the, 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 the coaches, uh, I, I belong there. Um, in the beginning, it was a little tough because as a keeper, like you want to like kind of force yourself. You want to like, maybe like you want to show guys that, you know, you're good and you want to make plays and you want to make saves. And sometimes like you're forcing a little bit. I think I forced it too much. And, um, but like, I want to say around the summertime, I really got my feet underneath me. Like I was playing with a lot of confidence and, and, and that's kind of when I, I felt like I was really part of the team. Like I, I want to say around summertime, it really, things started settling down for me and, and, and guys started trusting me. Wow. Well, yeah, that's a really interesting story. Uh, I'm glad that, uh, your uh, rep ended up, uh, suggesting going to Sacramento and <laughs> yeah, it worked out, right? are, yeah so <laughs> it's it's one of those things that you think back right how things work out you know the what they call the butterfly effect and it, right. it really out great so so that's awesome so yeah, yeah. speaking of this season you've been having an amazing season you've had multiple clean sheets and are also now a candidate to the golden glove of the USL competing against the uh, Cardone from uh, San Antonio uh what has been the key to you obtaining these clean sheets? Uh, I think the key really is, it's, it's, I, to be honest, for me, it's like a team award, you know. Uh, I think it's just so it's a testament of like the team and, and the desire for everyone to, to, to defend and to get that clean sheet, you know. Coach has been harping a, a lot of that on training, you know. Like if we don't give up any goals, that like we give ourselves a chance to, to win. And, and that's kind of the the responsibility we've taken as a, as a whole unit, you know, all 11 guys need to work hard def to defend first. And then we, we take our, our defending, you know, super serious and, and our, our goals first defend and then second, you know, attack. And, and if we don't give up any goals, we, like I said, we give ourselves a chance. So I think it's really a testament of the team, um, uh, the coaches and, and kind of the, the type of personnel and, the kind of the, the kind of guys that we have on the team that are willing to just work and grit so we don't give up anything and knowing that it's going to give us a chance to win. So you ended up being thrust into the starting 11 this uh, this year uh, once mm -hmm. Adam went down with the uh, knee injury and right away you made a huge impact man and you're still you're still getting your feet underneath you it seems like because there's so much more right getting back into game performance game speed. Um, yeah. What has it been like? What were you doing in training that prepared you to jump in and have the impact that you've had? I just, uh, I think just uh, the path of my, my, pro, my pro career has been, you know, I haven't had, uh, I haven't had um, a string of games, I guess you can say, or maybe the opportunity or, uh, or, you know, maybe, um, you know, where I can, you know, get that, like you said, get my legs underneath me. So I've, I've been in, in, in situations where, you know, I know I'm going to play one or two games and I have to play well and, and just training well, you know, training well every, every day. Um, you know, when people aren't looking, you know, you gain that trust from your teammates and the coach. And so when that, the time for you to jump in and, and, and perform, you, you don't have to get ready. You're like already ready. You're already informed. And it's just kind of kind of building rhythm and building chemistry within the, the team. And, but I think that, that confidence in that, um, that security comes from training well day in, day out. And the guys seeing you constantly perform that when you do step in and you get the opportunity, you know, you just kind of carry on what you were doing training and, 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 you know, hopefully you're able to make a couple plays and then, you know, things start kind of shifting in your direction. 
Nice. Yeah. I mean, you've had some amazing opportunities this year, especially, you know, with the shutout, their first game out. Um, yeah. and, and just, it's been going on, but, um, I guess my main question is is now you've got kind of some heat almost with Brady Scott coming in young gun from who's had time in Europe. Um, Mm -hmm. Have you had a chance to talk with him and and work with him about the city and has he been able to provide you with any information or help you kind of change the way you're, you're thinking of the games now or what you see in film? Yeah, well, Brady's a cool guy, man. Uh, We, we, uh, we get along pretty well. We've been training really well together, so it's good to have him in camp. It's good to have the, um, another guy in. And, um, yeah, he's, he's a young, a good young goalkeeper that, that came in. He played in, in Europe. He had some, had some time in Europe. But he's actually a local guy. He's from California. So he, right. he, didn't have to really, he didn't have to really ask me too much about that. If anything, I could ask him. But, uh, <laughs> no, no, he's a, he's a good guy, and it's, it's, it's good. You know, you always want guys to, to come in and compete, and it holds you to a standard. So it's great, you know, and uh, as like um, he, you know, we, we, you know, throw ideas off of each other and, and, and we, you know, he forces me to be better and I force him to be better. And that's kind of um, what your job is, you know, is to compete and, and, you know, and bring and bring the level up in, in training. And, and, and he's been able to do that. So it's great to have him in. And, and um, yeah, I'm really happy with the, with the, the group of keepers we have. So does it sharpen the sword? I, I think one of the main things that I've taken away from being at training and watching mm-hmm. you guys with the, with the strikers is coaches really emphasizing on target, right? Finding that right. opportunity to strike. Does it, does it make it a little easier knowing that there's somebody on the other side who's able to take some of that load off you during training and not having to face these shots as they're knuckling <laughs> in at you? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I think we, you know, it's, I, I think it's fun. I think, I think it, it ends up being fun. We make it into a competition. You know, there's three of us. It's, it's me, Brady, and, and Diego. And we make it into a competition. Who gives up the most goals, you know? And then and the forwards are the same way. Who can score the most? So it, it, it really it, it, it makes the job fun. You know, you, you compete in. And if I see Diego or Brady make a save, I'm like, you know what? I can't, I can't allow this happen. You know, I got to go out and, and do the same save. Or, you know, and, and that's kind of how people, the level uh, maintains uh, like a high level. And, it, it, it keeps things fun and interesting. And yeah, like you said, it just, like you said, sharpens the sword and it keeps the, the forwards accountable and it keeps the defenders accountable, you know? So if I see, you know, Brady, myself and Diego, we're giving up too many goals. I'm like, all right, like we, we have to sharpen up. And if the forwards aren't scoring and, 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 the, and the keepers are warning that day, you know, they're now they're like, okay, now I need to be sharp, you know? So it just, that's, that's kind of how everyone gets better and, and keeps things fresh. It's a long season. So you have to, you have to make it, you have to make it fun. Yeah, I remember when the, the announcement came from Brady, I was kind of disappointed because I was hoping maybe Dom uh, might come in to help out a little <laughs> bit. But, you know, I, I had I had Dom and Joe Hart was my other one to come in. Joe and, Hart, and okay. <laughs> because he was a free. I was like, oh, man. But no, it's, a free? <laughs> that's, well, yeah, he was – I guess – I don't even know where he's ended up now, but he was a free uh, – he was on a free for people. So I was yeah. like, oh, you never know. But it's it's good to hear that Brady came in and he's he's – he's able to work in really nice with you guys on the first team. Yeah. So. Yeah. Me too. Cool. I'm happy about that. He, he actually ended up in a Tottenham actually. Oh, yeah, he's, he's at the, the, he's the, with the Spurs. Yeah. Yeah. He's at the Spurs. He's doing all right. Right. What do you think? He ended up at a decent spot. <laughs> Unless you want, I mean, if you like, if you don't mind Mourinho, go for it. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. They both have their own uh, personalities, but <laughs> we'll yeah. see how that works out. Um, so Rafa, uh, looking back to this 
most recent game, uh, intense last minute win against T2. Uh, but one of the biggest moments I think of the match was a really interesting save that you had that potentially, I mean, that, that's basically what really helped us win the match because we could have been down uh, 1-0. Uh, mm -hmm. What was going through your mind when that play was happening? Uh, okay, so yeah, the the play uh, the ball gets played over the top. Um, the pitch, the turf is dried up significantly at that time, and mm -hmm. I I was kind of like um, just kind of waiting to see if it was gonna take a big enough a big enough hop, so maybe I can I can take it off like a uh, out of my box. But it kind of hops in a, in a funny way where like I was able to kind of sneak up on the defender, and uh, once it hopped, once it bounced again, and I didn't see him like kind of attack it. I think he was like trying to see where I was. I was like, you know, what? I'm out. I'm like already like halfway out of my goal. Like I just got to go and like see if I can make myself big. So I get close enough and I have a feeling he's going to try to chip me. So all I know is I was like, just make sure I don't get a handball. Cause I was like, this can be a red. Like yeah. there was a thousand, I think there was like a thousand thoughts going in my head in that split <laughs> second. Like don't touch it with your hand. Like he can flick this over you. Like there was a multiple of, thoughts going on and I just happened to like I see he was going to flick it so I turned my turn my shoulder to kind of you know keep my hands keep my hands away but trying to stay big as possible and I was lucky enough to hit my shoulder I was able to like to look up I found it I ran after the ball the ball is like still like in the box I didn't know what like I was like you know what I'm going to header it in the box and see if I can like you know make a play now I can use my hand so I header it he's like running beside me and all and the next thing I know I'm like sliding on the ball like all right, it worked. I was dying because as I'm watching your face, all I'm thinking is you're telling yourself, don't mess this up, don't mess this up, don't mess this up. Because you were you came out and the way you turned your body, I'm like, oh no, this is not gonna end up good. And you luckily hit the top of your shoulder blade on the back, and I was like, Oh my yeah. goodness, this this is like ESPN Sports Center top ten plays. But it could yeah, also go on the other way, right? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that, honestly that. I mean, it could have went wrong. Uh, it could have went wrong so many other ways. And I was just, I'm happy that I was able to, you know, uh, turn it to my direction and, and and be able to make a good play, like you said, for the team. And and it was, um, I remember uh, it was a hydration break, and someone looked at me, and I looked at him like, whew, like we got away with that one, you know. I'm, I'm sure coach had had something to say after that one. Like, don't ever do that again. <laughs> actually he encouraged me he was he was he was happy with it so um i think uh i think we watched film the other day uh, about it you know we had a little <laughs> talk with the back line and uh, you know my position you know make sure that we don't do that again but yep. uh you know but you know those are the type of plays that it's going to happen in the game it's hot you know you're, right. you're you know things are going to break down and then that's kind of my job is to, to to see if i can make a play and, and help the guys out and it was able to, I was able to do that. So I was happy with that, but yeah, yeah it could have went bad, but I'm glad it went well. <laughs> Great save. Very good with the improv. Really excited. Yeah, that it turned yeah. out in your favor, right? <laughs> a, um, lot of guys, a lot of guys are making fun of my, my run back, actually. There was a uh, roll roll on the, on the, on the, on the drive, to, on the fly back, but slowed it down for me when, when I headed the ball, he was just laughing at me, so. Roro, Roro should worry about his own technique on running sometimes, right? <laughs> You're a goalkeeper. That's not your job, dude. You get you have you have 18 yards to move. That's about it, man. Yeah, no, yeah, that, that was yeah. good though. We, yeah, we were laughing. We made jokes about it. It's fun. It's fun. I'm a big fan of uh, when goalkeepers come out of their box. I think as a goalkeeper, you have to you know really look at the play, look at how it's going, and not always stay behind because. 
I've seen a lot of uh, goalkeepers do that. Uh, Corona, you know, a Mexico goalkeeper, also goalkeeper for my favorite soccer team, Cruzul. He stays mm -hmm. out back a lot. And that's something that I think annoys a lot of fans too, is that he doesn't come out as much. So I mm. think being able to do that is really great. Although, of course, you know, you are risking things. But, right. you know, I, I think it's always much appreciated because a lot of times they don't. And then you're on this one-on-one -on -one situation where, you know, you, you're at a big disadvantage at that point. So that, yeah. that was a good yeah. play. Thank you. So um, I don't know if you've seen the news today, but it sounds like the Oakland Roots are now joining the USL. Nice. So my next year, my question is, does that make them the new rival of the Republic being that they're just down 80? Right. Oh man. Um, I don't know yet. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, we, we, I think it definitely adds another rivalry for sure. And, uh, we'll see how that ends up, but it's, it's actually good news though for the area now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, really we had Jordan Farrell on a couple of weeks ago. And plus, we were supposed to play them in the Open Cup, which... We were. We were. Oh. We played them preseason. They got a little yeah. chippy as well. So, I mean, I can see I can see how this rivalry can, you know, it could be a new, a new rivalry. All right, I'm in. Let's do it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, it's time for uh, that favorite time of everyone. Uh, the What we used to call rapid-fire questions is now being called hurricane questions. And... Uh, okay. because uh, it's now being called the Cal Storm Hurricane question. So naturally <laughs> fits well with the name uh, now that we got Cal Storm uh, sponsoring this segment. Um, so let, let me uh, tell you, Rafa, how this works. Uh, we're going to ask you 10 questions. Uh, it's, a, it's more like a, a speed question type of a, a deal and uh, a lot of fun questions, uh, some questions that, you know, you could potentially skip. Uh, if you do that, okay. you're allowed to skip twice. Uh, okay. uh, uh, you won't know what's next until after we ask it. So uh, choose those skips wisely. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> cool. Uh, so again, our uh, hurricane questions are sponsored by CalStorm. Uh, check them out today at calstormsoccer.com. You can also find them on social media at calstormsoccer, Instagram and Twitter, and California Storm on Facebook. So Rafa, let's start with this. Uh, what has been your most embarrassing moment on the pitch? Oh, I know. Okay, so I was playing against Charlotte one time, and I went to go volley a ball, and I was trying to rush it. I completely skip, like I completely whiffed on it. Uh, guy had a chance on top of the box. One of my defenders saved me, but I could have ended up on that top ten place for sure. For sure, it was it was it was a bad moment, and, I'm, I'm, and coach was uh, coach could have put that on film the next day, and he didn't. And I'm uh, thank you for that. Appreciate that. So, seeing that you were a uh, Red Storm uh, for college, yeah. who would you rather kiss the crest of, Reno or Seton Hall? Oh my god! <laughs> oh man! Oh, that's terrible. Uh, I'm going to go see a hall just because it's a Jersey team, but I'm not going to like it. I, I'm not going to like it. <laughs> Everybody in Sacramento is thankful right now of that comment. Uh, especially, yeah, our, sure. especially Danny, right? He's uh, probably the most uh, celebrating that right now. Uh, who was the one player that you admired when you first started playing? I like Iker uh, Casillas and uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Favorite pair of gloves that you that you have what are your go-to gloves when you're uh playing goalie uh i have a one called elite supreme and 
my sponsor constantly asked me why am I still wearing the old pairs? I'm like, I, these are amazing. I can't, I can't stop it. Like, so Elite Supreme. And if I had to go outside of that would be, there was a, a Nike had Nike grip. Uh, what's it called? A Nike vapor grip was my, one yeah. of my favorite gloves of all time. Nike, Nike vapor grip. They were gray. They had a little cut in the middle. Absolutely. One of my favorite gloves of all time, but now Elite Supreme. All right. What are your favorite boots? Uh, I like the Legends. Uh, Nike Legends are always cool. Um, right now, I like the I like the Phantom Venoms. They're cool now. Yeah. I like the are, Nike Phantom Venoms. Those are pretty slick. Um, yeah. I'm to see a pair. I'm actually uh, I'm trying to find my favorite boot was the Predators, like the old Predators. Like Ooh, oh, the man, 98s. Can I, can, I, can I change my answer? <sighs> Go for it. I, oh my God, the uh, the Nike Predator Absolutes, the the gold and white one. Oh, those were the nicest, oh, though. The kangaroo leather. Oh, they were, oh, they were amazing. You can't they find that nice. anymore. They don't allow no, kangaroo you leather. leather. You can't make that anymore. Yeah, so those, those I, are my all-time faves. You finish it. You finish a match, and the first thing you do is you get home, and you got the you got the kit out, right? You're you're getting it back to normal. <laughs> Polish it back. Yeah. Yep. Um, if you hadn't gone pro, what would your career look like today? If you look back at my schoolwork and they asked me what I wanted to be, I wanted to either be a pro NBA player, pro baseball player, then pro soccer player. If not any of those, maybe some type of like fitness coach or something like that. Something, right. something relatively athletic trying to be, I guess. Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious if you would have gone the NBA route, what, what team would you have gone to? Uh, New Jersey Nets. And then uh, now – no team no team now but new jersey nets but <laughs> once jay-z took it to brooklyn i, I lost it it lost it broke my heart so the question for you right now hearing that you're yeah. an nba fan do yeah. do the bucks come back from this three nothing deficit or is the heat calling a game today no chance there's just no chance all right no so chance the heat, to, in four, huh? heat in four okay <laughs> yeah that, that's uh that's an unbelievable result i didn't think they were gonna be uh, I, so quick, but. My, my my question is how do uh how do the Celtics come back emotionally after being 0.5 seconds away from being 3-0 and now they're two two? That's gonna be a hard one. I think I think they're they're pro enough. Their coach has been in that position before. You know he's young. Bradley's been a so, been a. I think they finished it out. You think they finished it out? I think I, they finished it I, out. I don't think so. I don't think they no? do. You think it's? Think, do you think I, they're deflated? I think their hearts are done. Yeah. Oh, they have man. to win the next game. If they don't win the next game, there's just no way. So I don't know. Oh, we'll see. We'll find out. So <laughs> game, shoot or shot, right? Yeah, right? Shoot or shoot. <laughs> so what is your uh, typical game day routine? Um, I don't play video games. Uh, I try to stay off my phone. A lot of Netflix, a lot of uh, relaxing, and a lot of visualizing. I do a lot of visualizing. That's my thing. So, um, yeah, I just visualize, uh, plays that I want to do plays, uh, if they were to come up with what I do and in game locker room ritual, I have to put my right sock on the right foot, left sock on the left foot. Besides that, I'm good. Uh, favorite song that's going in your head during practices. I like the Drake, uh, cry now, laugh, laugh, wait, laugh now, cry later. All right. That what they call it, something like that. But I yep. mean, I'm a, I listen to Songs get stuck in my head all the time. Everyone knows that. So it, it really depends at the time. But right, right now, I like that song. And my son is stuck on, uh, what's the other one he's got going on? Um, gosh, 
my son was just listening to it on his Alexa pop star. Uh, pop star okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Sounds an astronomical object consisting. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, That's my Alexa starts up. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was waiting for Drake to start playing on their. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I, right on time, huh? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Drake's songs are definitely uh, really good for working out too. I, uh, yeah, you can't I go wrong. Yeah, there. you can't go yeah, wrong. Yeah, that definitely uh, pump you up all the time. Um, what is your uh, go-to restaurant in Sacramento? Uh, I like Beast and Bounty. I like uh, bacon and butter, and I like uh, Iron Horse for brunch. Nice. All right, I got to throw a New York question in for you. All right, yeah. so who's who's uh, in your eyes? Who's ha- who's the bigger rapper, Notorious B.I.G. or Nas? Who would have a bigger impact on current culture? Mm. Because I heard that song "Spicy" that Nas put out, and I'm I'm a fan. Oh man, I'm a fan of Nas as well. Uh Nomadic was so good. Uh, I'm going to say Notorious B.I.G. I mean, he's a legend. Uh, I think everyone super respect, uh, respects him a, a great amount. You know, you can't go wrong. You play Juicy anywhere and it's, you know, you everyone's rapping to it. But yeah, I'm going to say Notorious B.I.G. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He had so many iconic songs, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. If you could pick uh, four players to build your team around uh, anywhere in the world, past or present, who do you pick? Four players. Um, so I'm going to go Ika Casillas as his keeper. I'm going to go Didier Drogba, Cristiano Ronaldo, Eden Hazard. How much do I have? I have one more left, right? None. You're done. That's so it? Casillas, oh. you, you went Casillas, yep. Ronaldo, Hazard, yep. and then who was your – you had another one in there. I'm gonna have to build a defender, then. No, oh man. You don't have to. You could go. I mean, Dom. Dom had all forwards. <laughs> then I'll, I'll go. I'll go drug with it. I'll go drug with it. All right. So there we go. <laughs> All right, that brings us to last call. Um, so, Rafa, a few questions here for you, uh, Luis. Get us started, and then we'll uh, we'll pump you up for the uh, USL vote and get you out because uh, you know I don't know what much more you can do today with the smoke, but we'll figure it out, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, so Rafa, uh, yeah. this is a, a favorite question we like to ask you on the show. Uh, what does community mean to you? Uh, community is important, man. It's uh, you know, it's where you live. It, it really reflects who you are, um, and it's important. Like for me, it's important to give back, and it's important for the community to support each other. And uh, you know, especially here. I mean, look. Uh, I live in, in I live in, in New York and and the fans in Sacramento are amazing. You know, amazing community, amazing amazing fan base. Uh, that's the first thing I said when I went to a Kings preseason match and it was sold out. I was like, wow, like the community here really like um, you know the community here really supports each other and it's 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 it's, it's really nice to see and. Um, you know, and I think it reflects on the team and it reflects on, on the people in the staff. And, and it's great that Sacramento has such a good community for me. That's, that's what, that's how I, I would say um, it pertains to the city, to be honest. It, it really shows how like a community can really come together and do great things. All right. Last, last question here. Um, what advice would you give any youth player who wants to be a goalkeeper uh, what kind of advice would you give them for college and to become a pro? 
um, just to keep working hard. Um, don't put your head down. You're going to go through ups and downs and, and that's part of the, that's part of the journey, but always like keep working. Don't think you may never think you make it always. There's always room to improvement. There's always uh, room to learn. And, and, uh, you know, don't let, you know, learn from, learn from your mistakes and, and don't get too high and don't get too low, you know, and, and that's, that's kind of what I would have to, to say. Yeah. And uh, on that note, I think it's really cool that you were patiently waiting for this opportunity. It, you know, it took two years of hard work of, uh, you know, waiting for that chance to be on the starting 11 consistently. And mm -hmm. I'm glad that coach finally gave you that opportunity. Uh, I actually wanted you to, to be our starting goalkeeper at the beginning of the season, but things worked around and, and you are finally there. So really appreciate the patience that you had with the team for, for two years. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. And yeah, man, stay hot, man. That's the, that's the big thing, right? Just keep going. Got a, yeah, got a game yeah. Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, man, uh, that's, that's, that's all you can do is like really just the next one, right? Our, our friend yeah. Seth Kasipley's coming in all Wednesday. He's, he's ready. He's, ready? it's a homecoming for him. <laughs> he, he was telling us how he looks forward to it because, you know, he, he spends his time here in Sacramento. He's just up here in Roseville. So he's, right. he's looking at it. This is a homecoming game. And I'm like, ah, you got to beat Rafa first. So, well, hey. <laughs> one last yeah. thing I, I wanted to, to tell you, yeah. Rafa, uh, yeah. you got a really good memory, man. Uh, I remember uh, two years the ago. The phone call. I think you were going to say the that. Phone hey, call, yeah. 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 The phone call that the team did. So Republic did a thing for fans where you could sign up and you could get a phone call from a player and right. got a phone call from, you, yeah. yeah, from you, Rafa, from uh, Lisa Spino as well. You and him were, right. were there. Uh, I think you're, you, were in your, you were in your car, I think. Yeah, I was in the car. Uh, I had some balloons in the background. It was my sister's birthday. Uh, yeah. I later saw you like uh, like about a month, I think, after that at the Meet the Players event. And right. you remember that. And, you know, I really appreciate that. And, and I'm sure, you know, all, all fans really appreciate those things, you know, that really, again, help you connect you to the community. And, yeah, right. it was really amazing. Nah, man, it was, it was great meeting you. And, uh, um, yeah, it was, I remember that. I definitely do remember that. <laughs> All right, well, before we let you go today, man, we just want to let everybody know to please vote for Rafa. Um, you can go to uslchampionship.com and nominate him for the save of the month for his performance against Reno. And then also when they come out with save of the year, we can look back at that T2 uh, that save, <laughs> even though uh, Roro decided to uh, give, you some, give you some elbow right for, for running. For my, run, but, for my running for him. <laughs> yeah, but you guys have until tomorrow at 9 a.m. to vote, so make sure you vote for Rafa um for save of the month in august but man thank you so much for being on the show uh we both wish you the best of luck for the rest of the season continue delivering those clean sheets and i will see you uh wednesday man i'm excited thank you i appreciate it thanks guys for having me on the show yeah all thank right, you thank you for coming on all right enjoy the rest of your day all right you too thanks rafa was brought to you by the makuni dreamline check them out at makunisushi.com where you can order your sushi that you are in need of uh they are not doing i think there's a few locations that have dine-in but check them out at makunisushi.com or download their app on google play or the app store to get your sushi fix today especially with the smoky weather nobody wants to be out um eating especially fish so order it take it home and enjoy the meal let them know we sent you um yeah makunisushi.com so looking forward to the, this week, John, uh, we got a game that was originally supposed to be played a couple of weeks back. Uh, it is going to be an intense uh, 
week that is uh, among us after uh, about a week that the team has been off uh, as of uh, this Wednesday. Uh, but this Wednesday we'll be playing against Orange County uh, on My58, Estrella TV, and ESPN+. Plus. Uh, the team does also have the typical uh, home match team watch party on Zoom. It starts at 7.15, so if you guys want to check that out, uh, go to the team's website, sign up for that. It's really fun. Uh, John and me will be on there. Uh, John will be uh, broadcasting from the pitch, so uh, please check that out. Come by, say hi to us too, uh, send us a message on there, uh, and uh, enjoy the game with the other fans. Uh, they don't put the game on the actual watch party, but it's always great to be able to interact with other fellow fans uh, as the game is is going on as well. So please check that out. And yeah, we have an interesting game uh, among us uh, this Wednesday. And uh, Orange County actually just lost against Los Dos 2-1 last night. Uh, a bit surprising. Uh, I was talking to our um, Soccer Pulse columnist Seth Kasipli about that, and uh, he did say that they made a couple of mistakes uh, in that match. Uh, We'll see if those are uh, made once again on Wednesday, Uh, but uh, I think we're looking at Groupie a little bit different, John. I know I've been talking about it being Phoenix and OC pretty much for sure, but now those is actually in second place with uh, tiebreaker actually being... uh, who gets the most wins, just as was the tiebreaker in the typical division uh, play that we've seen in the past with the USL. Uh, That is the new tiebreaker also for the group stage, John. So goal differential doesn't matter as we thought in the past, uh, unless, of course, you move on in the tiebreaking rules and you have the same uh, matches won and, and whatnot. But it is something that I don't know about you, John, but I never thought I'd see Los Dos fighting for that second spot. Yeah, I'm not too concerned about Los Dos, to be honest. I think uh, I think Orange County still holds a lot of uh, advantage with their wins against Phoenix. Um, you know, they're they're still playing at a high level. Six percent chance to take the group. Fifty-two uh, percent chance for Orange County to take second. Uh, compared to the 38% chance for LA Galaxy. So, yeah, there's hope. There's there's definitely light at the end of the tunnel. But in the end, I think Orange County is going to show its uh, class. It's going to show its uh, ability as a team, and they'll finish what they started and make the playoffs without a problem. Yeah, likely at second position, I think, right now, because uh, Phoenix, I think, is uh, going to start probably getting a, a bigger lead, and more so if we manage to get the three points on Wednesday, of course. Uh, so sorry, Seth, but <laughs> uh, we're, we're trying to uh, aim for that first spot so we can play OC in the in the playoffs, right? In that first uh, game at Sacramento again. So a, a place to Seth's advantage, he gets to have a second homecoming if uh, everything works out. So uh, there's good to losing Seth. <laughs> uh, so wanted to remind you guys, if you're not following us on social media yet, please you know give us a follow. Um, this week, John is going to be at the game, and we are going to be uh, doing a live broadcast after the game. We'll have Seth on the match as well, on the live. Uh, he'll be giving us his thoughts on how the OC side did and what his overall thoughts were on the game. Um, if you want to follow us again on social media, on Facebook, you can find us at Sacktown FC Podcast, at Twitter and Instagram, at Sacktown FC. 
We also have a YouTube page, uh, search for Sacktown FC. And so please, we invite you to check those out, check out the live. It, it'll probably happen sometime around 9.30ish, 9.40. We'll, we'll see sometime around there, uh, depending on when the press conference happens. Uh, might be before or after, uh, depending on, on the situation at the moment as well. So please check that out, interact with us, send us messages during that live, and uh, we will put them on the screen there as uh, as is typical every time we do a live. So thank you for tuning in to those lives as well. Yeah, we'll actually be doing, uh, our cup of tea will be uh, on site for the game on Wednesday. So that should be, uh, adds a little different uh, different element to the to the game as well. So our cup of tea will be live Wednesday. Probably doing a pregame show um, discussing the 25th anniversary of the California Storm and um, also what to look forward to for that match with the Republic. So pay attention to social media. We'll have uh, it on Twitter. So that's all we have for today's episode. A special thanks to our community of awesome people for taking the time to listen to us each and every week, as well as watching our online shows. We started this as a hobby with a goal to give people more coverage about soccer in Sacramento and found ourselves growing to talk about everything in Sacramento on both platforms. Uh, we couldn't have done it without the amazing support from each and every one of you. And to that, we say cheers and thank you. And that's all for us today. We'll uh, look forward to talking with everybody on Wednesday from PMP. Until then, cheers, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Have a good day.